to Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you for joining me today. And I am so excited about today's show. Well, before I bring on my guest, who, by the way, is in studio, quite handsome. Oh, that's just a tease. We're talking about Jarvis, though, too. Jarvis is in, always in studio and always handsome. <laughs> Hello, Jarvis Essex, my producer. And I want to tell you all just a couple of things. First of all, I have opened up spots for my mentoring program, Limited Spaces. But you all can go on to my website and read about it, and it's trishacarcharm.com slash mentoring. And one more thing, you can always find my on-demand classes at trishacarcharm.com. You can go to Healing Arts Academy. I have some on-demand classes as well as several live ones coming up. I, it, this one is not open for registration yet, but it is Archangels and Universal Laws. Each, uh, each week, we will be, ch- I'll be channeling some information from an archangel about a universal law, and I'm very excited about this program. But again, if you're interested in working with me, check out my mentoring. Also, my Patreon page. We have an amazing community going there on my Patreon page. It is patreon.com slash Trisha Carr. We meet at least twice per month doing live group activations slash meditations as well as a hangout we do on the new moon. We just did a new moon hangout the other day, and many of the people from my Patreon group community showed up, and boy, we had a great time. All kinds of awesome sharing and questions, and we all were able to just grow. The light was really there with us and it was awesome. So I hope you'll go check that out. And of course, if you're interested in working with me, I actually do suggest that you go to my Patreon page first because there are different levels of patronage that get get you discounts and stuff. So you could do that and that would be really smart and there's a little bit added benefit for you. All right, without any further ado. Oh, thank you, Jarvis. I remember. Yo, Lightworkers Lab, online spiritual community, of which I am a guide and a teacher. You can find the Lightworkers Lab on Facebook as a group. It's founded by my sweet, dear, amazing, uh, what, what can I say about Crystal Ann Compton? I don't know. She's amazing. She's powerful. I think she's on path to be an avatar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> and, and I agree. But uh, Crystalline Compton, you can find her YouTube uh, page as well, or her YouTube channel is amazing, packed full of all kinds of educational videos. And she founded the Lightworkers Lab, which is a community of spiritual seekers and all kinds of resources there. Every single, pretty much every single night, there's someone up teaching and offering uh, reading and healing as well. So. I hope you go check that out. Just look for the Lightworkers Lab in Facebook. And now, without further ado, I would love to welcome my in-studio guest. He is a healer. He he is a quantum healing hypnosis technician. <laughs> I don't know if that's what we call <laughs> <guess> it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jeroen DeWitt, welcome. Hi, Trisha. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank I love you. the work that you do, and Aww. it's so good to hear you uh, see you do this. Oh, thank you. Well. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, it's fun being in studio, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> a little overwhelmed by the cameras and the microphones. So. <laughs> <laughs> they go away in just a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Yurun is certified, I don't know, level three with quantum yes. healing hypnosis technique, which is Dolores Cannon's technique, the late Dolores Cannon. Well, not late, the present, the eternal. The eternal. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> She's not late. And uh, <laughs> and I actually had a, a session um, two weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah, two weeks ago. So I'm super excited. We did some powerful work. You're uh, an incredible healer, and you, you have so many other modalities that you are expert in. So why don't you let everyone know about your journey, your path, your work. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you. Get us into you. 
So my name first, because okay. there was a little hiccup here with the name. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is very common. Did I just say it weird? <laughs> no, no, you, you did perfectly. I did okay yeah. this time? Okay. So my name is very, very Dutch. It's very, very common. It sounds very exotic here in LA. And of course, you know, I played that angle. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very, very common. Uh, the country I'm from, uh, Jeroen, um, is how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. So yeah, I'm from the Netherlands. That was That's where I was born. I've been in LA uh, since 2007. Mm. Um, so my healing journey started... Uh, well, I've always been interested in the unseen as a kid. I was just always looking um, behind the physical world. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had a sort of spiritual crisis back in 1996, mm-hmm. and that sort of put me on the path. Oh. And so I started learning energy healing and different meditations. And then in 2006, I picked up a book um, at a friend's practice, and it was the Lord, one of Dolores' books, mm-hmm. and I was just blown away by the information in it. Oh, wow. And it just resonated so much with what I believe to be true about life. And so I looked up this lady and found out she was teaching in the Netherlands. Wow, cool. And, yeah, and so I took her <laughs> class. I was able to join her class, and, um, you know, I've always had trouble being in school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I've always got C's or barely made it or had extended mm-hmm. terms to, you know, uh, submit my work um, but this particular class I was completely sort of locked on target oh, absorbing yeah. all the information um, and I've been regressing people ever since that's so cool yeah, it's really a, a wonderful technique wow and that's amazing that you got to work with her too yes well I mean so this was just about 12 years ago that you were able to work with her when did yeah. she when did she pass in 2014 14 oh yeah. gosh not that long ago actually I imagine she got really busy at the end it probably would have been difficult had you found her a little bit later right or was she um, was she th- teaching up until she the- was still teaching i think but uh private sessions i heard when she when she passed um there was a waiting list for like 16 years or something <laughs> crazy yeah so she was a very very busy lady who's fulfilling those appointments now <laughs> i don't i don't know what happened with yeah. it yeah i mean there's lots of um she trained lots of people you know i'm not the only one mm-hmm. there's all people all over the world so yeah if you do want to have a session uh, go to dolorescannon.com and use the find a practitioner feature, feature to find somebody in your area that can help you with yes. doing a QHT session. Yeah. And really, are they always done in person? The one They're the always physical done in person. person? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dolores was adamant about that, okay. to not do it over Skype because crazy things can happen yeah. during a session where people... You know, their body starts processing different things, mm-hmm. or if the connection gets lost, you know, that might be tricky as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're just <laughs> off, and <laughs> hello, <laughs> you can imagine you're just like off on some other star, <laughs> right? <laughs> How do I get off of this? Never star? came back, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some people who are like, Yes, do that for me, please. Oh, please, yes, <laughs> disconnect. Have then. you seen what's going on in politics? That's totally true. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know what star you could get on, you could get in some Draco business that. <laughs> you never know. I mean, anything is possible. It's be- or any uh, any timeline, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it. So, I this is sort of the fun of my work. I'm a Gemini, so mm-hmm. I like lots of variety. So, I never know what's going to happen. Every yeah. day is something new. Are people going to go stay in a current lifetime? Or are they going to go into the future? Mm-hmm. Or parallel lives? Or what we call past lives? Or lives in different planets? Mm-hmm. In different bodies? Aliens? Um, yeah, just... All kinds of outlandishness. Well, yeah. gosh, I'm sure. So basically, it is a technique. I, I don't know what what distinguishes it from other techniques. Is it particularly intention and um, what so would you say distinguishes it? It distinguishes it because um, Dolores Cannon incorporated the level of the soul. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you, it, it uses hypnosis, mm-hmm. and so 
I think traditional hypnosis it, it uses programming the conscious mind, yeah. and NLP, and so Dolores at the level of the soul, and that's really what we're going for. So, mm-hmm. the point of a session is to create a stronger opening to your higher self, to your soul, and to mm-hmm. have it come in and and do the programming or the healing or whatever is uh, yeah. pertinent for you. And I remember in my session, so a, a lot of people probably the misconception is that. You don't remember any of it. You go completely like you had you blacked right. out from you know a wild party, right. <laughs> and it's not. Ex- I, I I didn't actually think that would happen because I meditate all the time, right? And I just figured it was going to be like a deeper trance, right. or, you know, or as deep as I go, maybe deeper. I don't know, but I didn't. I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be so fantastic. And I also, I regress, not regress, really. I induce people in my teaching as a way to get into the subconscious mind so that they I can train them. To be able to be in that intuitive mind to give intuitive readings and healing and stuff when that's their intention. So, right. um, but what what I do remember is, and one of the things I remember is when we were working with my subconscious mind and referring to myself in the third person. But it felt so appropriate and weird at the same time. Because yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I was like, well, who's saying this? Oh, I'm saying this. Who? Right. Why Me? am I in my in, yeah, in my experience? Yeah, right. so cool. Well. And you're also, but you're also um, certified in other modalities, energy healing techniques, and yeah, so energy yeah. healing. I mean, I must say, the bulk of what I do is QHHT, and that's where my heart mm-hmm. is really. Mm-hmm. But I do energy healing as well, and then I teach a meditation. Mm-hmm. I connect people to healing guides that come in the form of dragons. Oh yes, y'all know I love dragons. Dragon so energy. Dragons. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. doing that since uh, 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. It's a really wonderful way to explore your own energy anatomy and to learn how to. Uh, manage your own energy instead of being managed by it like I still am sometimes. Yeah, because you're an empath, exactly. Thank you, yeah. So Uh there was always lots of stuff going on inside of me. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to, I reached out for tools that could help me with it. And so I found that dragons were really helpful. Yeah, I love, I love, love, love dragons. So I don't remember if I've told on the show before that one of my dragons, I met him again (laughs) after my awakening but he'd been with me ever I think he'd been with me since birth but I remember having dreams about him from age as young as I could remember until about age 11 11 and a half and he reminded me after I met him again you know a few years ago that he about those dreams that I thought were recurring nightmares because even you know the second we come out of the birth canal we are getting conditioned and we're afraid anyway it's interesting someone in a a class or something, or in, maybe in the Lightworkers Lab said, you know, ch- children are so high vibrational, so how could anything, why would they be seeing things that are dark? And I was like, Hi, are they high vibrational? They're really scared. Mm. We are really scared when we're little because mm. we come from pure consciousness and this is a scary place. Right. So, no, they're not perfect. Children aren't perfect and they're not necessarily high vibrational as scared as we are about being here right. in this this battle zone. And so I was afraid of my dragon in my dream, <laughs> and he made himself look like a, a kid-friendly cartoon, and I was still afraid of him. Right. <laughs> so he finally, after probably 10 years, stopped showing up. <laughs> or I, like, I closed it down. Like I so. give up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm little, and I'm a cartoon. What else does she want from me? Right. And it's funny that you mention it, because I tell people all the time, like, your dragon might not look like what we think of yeah. as a typical dragon. So right. we've had um, Barney show up a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah, like whatever is, whatever is easy for you, you know, to absorb, to, yeah. yeah, to relate to, yeah. yeah. One of my first, one of the guides, one of the first guides I uh, connected with, showed up as a gold skin diminutive leprechaun, and she hardly had a face. She was just golden, and you know, and I was like, okay, you know, that's fine, and always just lean into it and say yes to it. 
Right. And then it usually, or a lot of times, that guide will develop into something else. Did you, was that you, the session with the leprechaun? Yes, yeah. That was you, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, so it was kind of a leprechaun. The In my in my regression, I, I don't know, I think it was maybe parallel existence or something, right? I couldn't tell if it seemed like Earth or not. And it seemed it Earth-like. Didn't, it felt like Lemuria or Mu or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's cool about it is it was still very physical, Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I guess, of course, in in Lemuria, there was there were there were physical beings. There were you know fully three D beings, and we felt fully three D who worked with you know the higher realms is what right. it felt like. That's, we kept talking about magic. Yeah, that's what my experience is with those realms through mm-hmm. my sessions that there is form and shape. Yeah, yeah. and what you totally. said earlier about. Um, that you didn't feel like you were completely knocked out, and yeah. that you didn't remember. This is quite common. Sure. So somehow people have related to this technique that people just go completely unconscious, and and that's what they want because then their their own conscious mind is not present. But yeah. I think because the energy is changing, mm-hmm. um, that people are more able to access the higher self on a daily basis. They're more aware of it. They're more in tune with it. Yeah. And so um, it's only like, I'd say about 5% of the people that go sort of completely unconscious. That don't about remember. five? Yeah. And they don't remember at all? No. And then no, they're no. like fascinated with the playback? Yes. So I'm, and I must say, like lots of us, we come out of it and then we still remember it, but then it fades really quick. Yeah. That's yeah. what I assumed. I haven't listened back yet because I'm, I'm sure it's going to fade even more and then it'll be interesting to dig in after just like a dream if you don't journal your dream even if you remember it right when you wake up it often fades right and so i assume that's what's what i'm on you know for <laughs> right no that's what i tell people yeah. yeah yeah that's how it works wow cool so you've had it how many times have you actually been regressed yourself um i'd say about six or seven okay cool yeah. do you do it every now and again to you know as a it kind of just when it comes up, like the last yeah. time was when I did my level three certification. We just did an exchange okay. and might as well, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's for me, it's the same. And I'm very aware of who I am mm-hmm. uh, laying on a table. And actually, for me, images are secondary. So it's more of a knowing for me. So that's mm-hmm. how my higher self talks to me and through feelings. And then the images sort of drop in later. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that that's a way to talk. Yeah. That, we talk about that in my classes a lot. People are always curious about, like, either how to develop certain clairsenses or, you know, like clairvoyances. Everyone is kind of like fascinated with clairvoyance, but however you perceive is however you perceive and you don't really have to judge it. So for you, clairvoyance is kind of secondary to the feeling because you're so, you're such an empath. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just translating vibration anyway. So I, I, I get these people as well. They want to see or else it's not going to be good enough. <laughs> it's so, not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to so be true. A lot of what people come in with is looking for validation in yeah. some way or another. And so the process is very much about them learning how to validate themselves yes. and to know that you know it is normal to have these extrasensory experiences, that yeah. we are all multidimensional beings. And it's not like some got like creature has to come in and flip some switches and suddenly yeah. you know you can see and that's the only way that you're supposed to be receiving that information no we are constantly processing that information yeah. and so it's to normalize that you know and we, we live in a society right now still where we've been conditioned to think of ourselves as just physical bodies mm-hmm. and that we're supposed to be spiritual but it's the other way around we're right spiritual, being having, spiritual beings having a human experience right absolutely yeah. and that's you know that's interesting like you say that it's all about validating, and you, I think that people that expect, perhaps when they expect to be uh, completely unconscious or, you know, wh- whatever their expectations are, it's a sort of desire to be rescued. Yes. When we always are m- we're only ever going to rescue ourselves. Yeah. We always have to find it ourselves. We always have to, it only ever, the experiences only ever happen when we say yes to our co-creation of it. Yeah. 
Do you agree? I totally, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, I deal with that quite a bit, mm-hmm. that people come in and they think QHSG is going to be like spiritual Santa Claus. Like <laughs> They're just going to close their, their eyes and I'm going to do something magical and then yeah. they're just going to get everything fixed. Mm-hmm. Like if the higher self wasn't already supporting them. And right, like yes. Like it was just like sitting off on the cloud and okay, today I guess I'll step in and do something for them. You yeah, know? They, they, they paid some money, so they paid some guy something. So I better well. show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I mean that's that's a lot of the work for me to to pivot their their focus back to themselves. Yes, that absolutely. Is, this is where it happens. Yeah, right. and, and I'm just a facilitator. Well, one one question that I get a lot and you probably get something along these lines is how do I know if it's my it, what if it's just my imagination or right? is it real? Is it real uh spiritual? Is it real clairvoyance or whatever it is or is it just my imagination and how can I tell the difference? So that's a tricky one. So the tricky part is that we think that our imagination is just some useless part of ourselves. Or it's because not when we were kids, it's like you're just imagining. Stop imagining things. Right. Yeah. So we think that imagination it comes from our ego or mm-hmm. from some useless part of ourselves. So right. imagination is actually a, a, a way that our higher self communicates with yes. us. So mm-hmm. if you feel like you're imagining, just go ahead. Make it up. Say yes to it. Say yes to it. Yes. Yeah. So I've had sessions where I spoke with people's higher selves or with beings from different realms and it was confirmed that way that mm-hmm. um, like some people that were in the fairy realm mm-hmm. and um, they were saying that their writers work with writers here on the planet to get their stories out. Yes. So oh, oh. People that are creative, mm-hmm. when you're using your imagination, you're you're tapping into play. Mm-hmm. You know, you are releasing that critical faculty. Yes. Um, that is always sort of censoring and trying to make things different. Right. Um, so that's when you're tapping in the right side of your brain. This is where we have access to the information that we're needing mm-hmm. during a session. So what the, one of the ways that I describe it is essentially there. there's an imaginal realm. There's a, a realm with the imaginal plane where these things go on. And so, yes, there are sometimes when the conscious mind is sort of offering things. And to me, it's almost like the wheel is spinning a little bit this way. And then, but if you go ahead and say yes to that and accept that, then the wheel subtly starts to turn the other way. And then you're co-creating and or receiving messages, you know. I totally agree. And it's happening all in the same place. So you might as well say yes to the creating, imagining part of it where you're actually the wheel spinning that way because... It's subtle. Yeah. And so I, yeah, it takes I, your agreement. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. So it's also important to do it that way because play is important. Mm-hmm. You know, when we release the, the yes. critical faculty and also to to just have an experience to create it for yourself to start with that, to know that this is good enough. And yes. this is back to the validation because I, I don't know if it's just me, but I deal with a lot of people with validation issues. Oh, and yes, definitely. Looking, and self-worth. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, the session is very much about... It's probably because you deal with people a lot. Maybe. Humans. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Humans seem to have that problem. Right. <laughs> you know, I've, I've had my own journey with that, so yeah. <laughs> it's not surprising. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And I also tell, you know, when there, people are concerned about that, you have to say, just say yes to it because it is accepting yourself. Exactly. And that's the first step. And, and spirit, that you are good enough. Right. Yeah. And spirit is a still small voice. Yeah. And... Is, is only going to come in with your permission when you build relationship mm-hmm. to yourself yes yeah exactly that's the that's the the doorway and <clears throat> excuse me with with that it's that folks um when you say yes it's actually when you relax 
my, my clients or my students even, when they're asking that, well, how do I know if it's my imagination or not? And they're talking about the experiences they're having in their private time of meditation and what I call the workshop time. And I'm like, what difference does it make? You know, it's, you're not taking a test. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. you can go ahead and relax into it and journal it and say yes to it. And, you know, yeah, I saw a gold leprechaun. And, and she ended up becoming, telling me a name that attached to my great grandmother. And so she's my great grandmother on the other side. Yeah. And it was because I said yes to the fact that she was a leprechaun. Why not? And yeah. the first time I ever met a gnome, too. I had no idea that gnomes were actually elemental nature spirits that truly do exist. But I saw him as, like, the cartoon kind of gnome. And I was like, sure, why not a gnome? And then I learned about gnomes, right. uh, you know, a little bit shortly after that. Right. Or that's dragons. How, or dragons, right. So yeah. that's how it happened. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. So a lot of people think that either psychics are is very very special i mean not to say that you're not special i'm a snowflake <laughs> <laughs> um but that somehow these people are different from them and then when they want to sort of attain those mm-hmm. or, or get those you know psychic senses as well that something really miraculous or magical needs to happen but from my perspective it's all about building relationship with yourself yes. and the more that you build relationship with your own feelings and you're acknowledging them and then your own inner musings, your imagination, the more you allow for that and the more you make it okay. Yes. Um, the more of it will come. Mm. Yeah. I just love this. I didn't know this was going to be such a love fest. It feels so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should say that we are taking calls 323-524-2599 if you have any questions about QHHT or dragons or anything that we're getting up to today. Do call in 323-524-2599 on with Jeru DeWitt. Did I say it? You said it so well. I did. Yeah. You're Gold lying. Stars all around. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about dragons. All right. When did you start working with dragons and what does that work about for you? Um, so I started back in 1997, just when I had gone through um, sort of my spiritual knockdown or, mm-hmm. you know, I was my ego was completely shattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had met this woman in the Netherlands. Her name is Riva LaRue, mm-hmm. and she is the woman who developed this technique, or it came through her. Oh. She was taught in spirit as a little girl by a Tibetan monk. Um, yeah, he um, connected her with dragons. And so she's very in- inquisitive and curious and very psychic, so she went on a journey of exploration herself. And um, so I ran into her um, through my current, through my ex-partner at the time, um, um, and she just taught us how to do it, how to connect with your dragons, and that they're here, and how they can heal. And um, it opened up, it opened me up to my sort of spiritual nature mm-hmm. to have a sort of um, a tangible experience of it, That's um, rather than to be a sort of a concept. And um, and so yeah, and I started working with the dragons ever since. And for me, in the beginning, it was mostly about clearing energy mm-hmm. um, because I didn't know if I was coming or going, what I was feeling, mm-hmm. um, and also to let feelings go. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't raised with the capacity to um, to experience my feelings and uh, mm-hmm. to express them. So sure. that was a bit of a journey, and the dragons were very, very helpful with that in the beginning. Oh, yeah. amazing. And so, by the way, if you're not familiar, dragons are real. They are in the angelic realm. And, um, well, and just really very multidimensional. I connect with them on... It, like it, very, they, they they work very dense vibration, very dense energy, which is very helpful because they are very ascended as well. Yeah, and I find that to be helpful because it, working with other kinds of guides, they don't they they sort of bring down ascended energy for you, but the dragons actually literally go down into it and help you clear it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad okay. you have the same experience. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> very much. So they so, so they also can intermediate between mm-hmm. angelic realms. That's my yeah. experience mm-hmm. that. Um, 
that they work work in tandem with yes. Angelic Realms. And right. it's so funny because just we're talking about dragons right now because just was it yesterday or the day before? I had a client that had another experience mm-hmm. during a session where they met dragons, and so I was able to talk to it. Yeah, and it Amazing. explained that there's dragons still around right now. Yes, they're in the atmosphere, but they're on different realms. So and they've been coming in more and more since like 2012, and just as the vibration of the planet has been. I mean, there are there are different stargates and portals and everything that are opening up that they're pouring in through to help us. Oh do, wow! Do you? Have I haven't you, heard that information. But oh, okay, yeah, that's what another, I feel. And yeah. perhaps it's also just because of us. As well, and being able to kind of overlap in those areas of communication, right? And so many more people. Um, I have found that. What else was I going to say? Oh, I know what this one dragon that I spoke with because someone asked me about. Oh, would you ever accidentally get confused with, say, a a, a, a reptilian, like right. a malevolent reptilian, or right. actually they said, are they from the same area? Are they are they like? from the reptilian race or an offshoot and uh, the dragon that I connected with who talked to me about it he was kind of a he's not one that's my specific guy he sort of stepped in for that and he was like no we don't have anything to do with that particular race I mean that is a that's just we don't and it, like and uh, but he also said that there's no way the way he described it to me was you you wouldn't get us confused with something that was malevolent because something that is malevolent or lower vibrating like that is basically like for someone who is seeking love it would be like a, ch- a child in a halloween mask right. trying to mimic us it's right. so obvious it's so obvious i was going to say the yeah. same thing you're okay, not good you're not you. dummy like you will yeah. feel it yeah. you will experience it for sure you're yeah. not easily tricked your no. mind is not that weak your spirit certainly isn't that weak and right. you always know where love is and you can feel poof. it yeah. yeah totally and so, tell how many how many of your own personal dragon guides do you work with regularly? Because that's always a question people have. Like, do I have a dragon? And I would say, if you're asking, the answer is yes. <laughs> um, so, like, I have a, like my Earth dragon is always with me, um, and it sort of works in the background. It kind of runs my my field in a um, like my energy field in a more efficient way. Like, mm-hmm. I like to process feelings and energies out uh-huh. as much as I can yeah. um, and so that one runs in the background and then when I go into a session mm-hmm. like yours I take a little moment and I call on my gold dragon which mm-hmm. is helpful with um, psychic senses mm-hmm. and um, and a white dragon who connects me to other ascended masters really ascended yeah. yeah I would think is your gold dragon sort of uh, works with the Christ consciousness energy and the avatar kind of energy that's what it feels like a bit um, uh, th- sort of that trans-dimensional, the human and the and the spirit. So they are bridges between the human physical realm yeah. and the angelic realms. Okay. The dragons are, and so my understanding of the gold dragon is it works with Metatron. Oh, okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so and, and probably felt that. So that makes a lot of sense because Metatron is sort of like the harvester of the light workers and everything. So oh, is that? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Metatron. Well, the sort of the the one who's calling us, the the bringing together light workers and really kind of calling forth the people who are. Um, you know, the ones who are the way showers and mm. sort of helping us to awaken. Oh, cool. In, in, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, we Thank talked you. about Metatron in my session at the beginning, didn't we? Yeah, we I did? remember. Yeah, because I remember you said, what do you experience? Oh, yes, that was you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, finally someone I can ask. Because, yeah, Metatron to me feels very sort of matter of fact and sort of yes. cut and dry, not sort of color you through the experience. But and yeah. you had the same experience. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, it was really funny. He was like, what do you, what, what is the your experience of him, it, her, that, you know, energy. You didn't want to, like, give me any of your own. And I was like, well, he's not warm and fuzzy. You're like, that's what I think. Right. <laughs> but it's not that he's not love. He is. It's just, 
but we're going to get down to business. We're working here. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Yes, exactly. No joking around. Right. Uh, one of the uh, on my YouTube channel, um, there's a couple of times I have a couple of videos up, youtube.com slash Trisha Carr, where I've channeled Metatron. Some Metatron energy came through. And I think there's one, I can't remember who, but I think one of the Metatron ones was. He actually said, you know, you're, we're, you're looking for a rescue. And I actually kind of like projected, not yelled, but I projected, you are your own rescue. It was almost like, can, can, how can I say this to you more? It's you. Right. You're right. the one. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, that's so important mm-hmm. for our own empowerment. Yeah, it's not outside of us. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing that we're taught uh, the entire time that we come into this experience is that the uh, there's outside authority, always outside authority. But, you know, it's getting much better because of the, peop- the, the new children that have come in. And some of those new children are having children. And it, well, actually, that came through in my session, too. We we're talking about the different waves hmm. of children that are coming in and how... Well, we talked about, I remember it coming through, like, why sort, you know, light workers or whatever, people who are the way showers have tended to incarnate into dark families or dark energies. Right. Our generation. Our generation right. and certainly before. But part right. of it, I remember it was like part of it is because there weren't really any other choices. Exactly, yes. <laughs> there weren't that many awakened families. Right. And part of it was like, and so why not go and clean up the dirtiest mess on the planet? Where, you know, if you're going to take out the, if you're going to clean a house, you take out the trash first before you sweep the floor. Right. And anyway, I, I'm, I'm getting into my session. Let's not talk, let's talk a little bit more about you. Well, I mean, not about me, let's talk about you. <laughs> well, it's interesting because, um, yeah, I do see that, you know, my generation and the older generations, um, that we came here taking on all the, um, the lies about ourselves. Mm. And so, and, and working our way back to, to source. Yes. Which is who we are. Yes. Yeah. And so... I think that's what you're talking about. Yes, so, it seems like. <laughs> and so I, I'm in a position, I feel very honored because I've had my own journey with that um, to finding myself um, away from the convention of society. Yes. Um, so finding out how I had bought into identity outside of myself, like yes. who I should be as a man or even a gay man or a white man or mm-hmm. a, a guy from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. or So there was lots of messages about me that I had internalized that made me feel uh, worthless. Because yeah. it was false. Because it was false, yeah. yeah. I didn't fit all those mm-hmm. those images. Yeah. yeah. And so this is what I do. I call myself like a spiritual midwife. Yes. And so in all the work that I do, QHHT and working with the dragons mm-hmm. and the meditations, I am here to midwife people more into their own authenticity because that's mm-hmm. what I'm, the path that I'm on. So that's the medicine that I carry because I've yes. gone through a substantial amount of it. Yes. Yeah. By the way, you also have an MA in spiritual psychology and part of the QHHT session is to have some counseling first I mean yes I, yeah. I really use that mm-hmm. during that I love it counseling that first part that's mm-hmm. actually very, for me it's a very important part yes. to connect with my client and to um, to see how much can be done prior to the QHT session I love that yeah. I'm sure, and that really primes the pump essentially it gets them into you know validation about themselves and empowerment about themselves so that they can really slip into that the you know the spiritual the intuitive mind in yeah. a in a really 
fulfilled way, you know, rather than just hopping into it and thinking that they have to perform or something, I would think, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think just giving people space to tell their stories yeah. and to experience them and experience their feelings is just so powerful and healing in, them, in itself. Let me say again, we are taking calls 323-524-2599. If you have any questions on the spiritual side, anything about being able to connect with your higher self, or if you would like some intuitive insight on something, 323-524-2599. On with Jeroen DeWitt. And can you tell me Jeroen? I almost said the hard J. That's good. You did it. Yeah. By the way, let's, so folks can go and see some of the work that you're doing. Do you do anything that's distance? Because we do have a global audience. Uh, Do you do any distance healing or anything like that? I don't. Okay, well, that's fine. If you live in the Los Angeles area or in Southern California, it's uh, worth the the journey. Yeah, come (laughs) see me. Um, Yeah, people do fly in from other places. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Or you like find your local practitioner if you want to do career Right. Yeah. What is your website? I just want to let you. We're nowhere near uh, the end of the show. I just wanted to make so sure that folks. So it's uh, source-energy-therapy.com. Awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. And so you you have a special technique of working with the dragons. Is it a special kind of uh, hypnosis? It's a meditation. Meditation? Yeah. And you do a session with someone? And and walk and lead them in the meditation, and then they start to experience the dragons. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it's a it's a guided meditation. Okay. And um, so it's for people to find their own answers. So nice. uh, yeah, lots of people come in and they want to want me to do it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the technique helps people to um, go into a place within their own consciousness where they can connect to their own higher self or mm-hmm. have a more tangible experience of it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I guide them through having their own experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of, you know, shine a light around in their own consciousness to see what is going on. Because right. sometimes we are very attached to needing to see very clear images. But right. some, sometimes already there might be a feeling happening or they might be hearing something or even smelling something. Right. You know, your higher self talks to you in very different ways. And, and so this is what I tell people, like, you know, don't have any expectations. Just be present with what is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's interesting. I actually... I have a lot of, I'm very visual in my Claire, you know, experience. Uh, I think probably feeling is my primary. Mm. And uh, then I have the auditory, kind of, you know, Claire audience as well. But I'm not as visual in the physical. <laughs> and I don't know. What do you mean? What do you mean? I, I mean, like, if, if, if something happened, you know, like my husband can, when he's playing tennis, he can stop for a second and replay like a videotape in his mind. Oh, like memory, right. Yeah. I can't do that, and oh. I don't map things visually as much, or as fast at least, but, but for me, everything is auditory. I can replay a conversation like I'm rewinding a tape recorder, wow. hmm. and then I'm always feeling, 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 and I can right. tell you everything that was felt, but in the, and also like I can't do visual art at all or anything like that, but I can do all kinds of other, you know, obviously feeling and, um, and auditory type of stuff, hmm. and I don't know, do you have any kind of experience like that, or is it all sort of through oh, fluid? I, just, I'm trying to, I was trying to reflect on it while you were talking um for me i feel like i'm in a sea of feeling always yeah that's my main sort of <laughs> yeah. goggles that i that mm-hmm. i see the world through um and so i think like the images get colored through the feeling and so sure. i remember them through the feeling yeah yeah but that's my main that's my primary huh yeah i mean i think it's it's def- my feeling is definitely my primary but it shows up on a screen in my mind's eye right right away it is an image for me though uh-huh. yeah but it starts with the feelings right okay but in like the physical i don't know like are you more I, are you more visual and or or less visual in the physical? 
I think it's it's what I I think it's what I just said that uh-huh. you know I go for the feeling first and then an image pops up. Right, right, yeah. totally. Well, the other thing that's interesting is that in the physical, I'm very centered with olfactory, but I don't really have Claire Aliens or Claire Gustins that much when I'm doing a reading. It doesn't show up that much. I I haven't seen it in many people. Mm. Yeah, the Claire Aliens and Gustins. Yes. Yeah. You haven't. I have not. No. no, yeah, it doesn't show up that often, um, which is interesting. But yeah, when we're in the real world, when walking around. <laughs> My husband's like, my God, it's like a curse. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> well, like, because I can, one time we walked into a store and with my cycle, it's it will get even more heightened. Mm-hmm. And so we walked into a store one time and I was like, oh, and he's like, what? I was like, it smells like fabuloso, dusty coats and cherry candy. And he's like, what? what? How do you smell dusty coats? <laughs> And you can pinpoint that. That's amazing. Yeah. Or to get a little, (laughs) even more specific, a little TMI, I'll be like, oh my gosh, the housekeeper and I are synced up with our cycles. He's like, why? Oh, you, did she need to, did she tell you? And I was like, no, I could smell it. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean that in a dirty way. I don't mean that in a really personal way. It's it's almost like feeling it. But yes, it's like that. Exactly. It's not like I could smell her body, not to be too gross, but I could smell the pheromones. It, It would seem to come into my olfactory senses. Right. So it's interesting, like the phys- how I'm just curious. I'm talking about it because how the physical body maps to the spiritual body, and maybe they're maybe they're not always exactly the same puzzle piece. They're sort of you know th- they make a whole. Maybe sometimes hmm. you know what I mean. Like they aren't necessarily the overlapping. I haven't really thought about that. It's yeah. very interesting that you bring it up. Mm. I, I would have to think about it. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to QHHT and the other techniques that you do. So, folks with the uh, with the dragons, um, gosh, I just I would love to learn more about that. With for me personally, there's two particular dragons of my of guides of my own that I connect with all the time, and then other times dragons come in different dragons. Mm-hmm. Like I say, they come in to work with me, but they aren't necessarily permanent guides. Is that your experience as Same well? Same for me. Yeah. 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 And so, do people? Are they? What are some of the experiences that people have when, if you're comfortable sharing anonymously, sure. other people's experiences? Yeah, in sessions? Um, the one that pops up now is a friend of mine. She started working with the dragons, and um, she had had some really severe lung issues. Mm-hmm. There were holes in her holes in her lungs, and she just had surgery on it. And um, so when she called in her dragon, this is the first time she worked with them. Mm-hmm. She found her dragon coming up inside of her body, and it had this space in its talons or hands whatever you call that and it started patting it on the inside of her lungs oh, wow. and then little hair started growing out and it started waving in like patterns like you see like the wind blowing over grass yeah and um afterwards she started feeling more lightness in her breath she had more space in her lungs and then she was on set talking to um, a colleague actress and um saw that the actress was taking some kind of medication and she said oh, i'm taking this because i stopped smoking and this helps my Celia to grow back. Oh, right. And my uh-huh. friend was like, Celia, uh, what, what yeah. is that? And she goes, oh, it's the little hairs on the inside of your lungs that help bring the mucus up. And she goes, oh, my God, this is what I just experienced, you know, with the dragons. You did, she didn't even know that that's how, you know, that's she what your body does. She didn't even know does. about it, yeah. yeah. She had no idea, but so it was confirmed that way. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. I love that. And then, you know, you can also, with the dragons, you can go, um, when you have permission, like you're in a group of people, you can go into other people's bodies as well. So mm-hmm. you travel through certain portals in your own body going mm-hmm. into another person and then you can sort of it's like 
like Terra Healing. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with sure, yeah. yeah. So you can go in and sort of check and see what goes on. And then you can either direct the dragon certain places or you can just have them run the show. Right. So, you, yeah. Is that the kind of work you do as well? I do, yeah. And so, and so it's sort of a with cooperation with the client. Yeah, so uh-huh. when I have people come in for uh, an energy healing, um, you know, I put my hands on them and then energy starts to flow. But I also take my dragons out for a spin and they go <laughs> and sort of, you know, crawl through p- people's bodies and yeah. uh, find stuff. Yeah. Wow. And it's many different levels. It can be physical or emotional or mm-hmm. levels that we don't have any words for. Right. Yeah. I, and when I, because I work in particular, I work with, animals as an animal communicator and healer and then there's often like physical stuff and I kind of feel like a little bit held back because I don't know much about anatomy I'm not a medical you know physician or anything like that but I still kind of I use my own body empathically is that how you to echo yeah yes exactly to echo so I know what's going on and then I can feel into that sensation and yes so I can understand what you know yeah yeah this is so good to talk about because (laughs) you know there is no mythology for this stuff I mean Mm -hmm. there's more of it now but in our general culture people just think that we're crazy sure and so Jarvis Jarvis tells me all the time I that that be sure that I'm not talking to other people the way I talk to him about talking to trees (laughs) going into people's bodies with dragons I run into Jarvis every now and then (laughs) (laughs) he's like you could talk to me about it but watch out <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna throw a, a butterfly net over you right and i'm like i'm just so accustomed to having these conversations with my friends now yeah so f- it's my normal now so yes exactly i'm i'm surrounded by people that's that have the same kind of experience it's right. not you know not exactly similar but it's mm-hmm. always good to you know when you talk about these things you get more clear about how it works for you so sure. i do the same thing i echo in my own body yes and usually when i'm talking to a client i usually you know, feel the feelings first. Yes. I'm pointing at my chest because I had my client yesterday and I felt it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then physical issues might show up as well. Yeah. Although I must say, like, when it, those mostly show up when I go into a, pe- a person's body and with the dragon and they direct me there. Right. Well, what I do with animals is I, I do a body scan. So mm-hmm. I uh, empathically feel their body as though it's my own. And right. so if it's a cat, I'll even, like, imagine I have big cat ears or something, and I scan the phantom cat ears, you know, and go all the way down. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And so then if I get a sensation in my body, it's like a ping. I call it a ping. It's not like I feel a heart attack right. or I feel the pain. Right. I feel a ping, and then I kind of replay it like a, you know, feel into, into it, it more. Yeah. Right. And then it'll start to inform. And it could turn into – it'll give me an sort of a, a – a fluttering or like a shade of a sensation where I'd be like, it feels like a chest tightening or it feels like it would be pain that goes down my arm. So then that would tell me heart attack. So I think I just start to interpret it or I could feel like, okay, well this part, that's the thing though, is I'll be like this part, I think that's where kidneys are. (laughs) You know, I kind of wish I knew anatomy better, (laughs) but I, you know, they have to go to the vet anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so that kind of stuff, that's similar to to me. Yeah. So I do have my sort of my go-to ways of experiencing. So feelings again, Mm -hmm. is very big for me. And then with the dragons doing a scan, you know, having them sort of, you know, crawl through a person's body and, and, and ping whatever's going on. Um, but then also clients bring in their own consciousness, and mm-hmm. sometimes that creates the experience for me as well. Right. Like sometimes, you know, one client, when I'm doing a healing, um, um, so they um, they bring in their own guides, and I see them, or, you know, in my mind's eye. Sure. And, and sometimes I just feel like a toaster, like nothing much goes on. So it's also depending on where their consciousness is, right. how much uh, is visible for me. Or wow, yeah. yeah, of course. And it's so cool connecting with other people's guides. And, and sometimes they're aware, when they're aware of their own guides even, like if they're a, a person, a spiritual 
um, practice, have their own spiritual practice and they know about their guides and then you connect with them? Or is it often people that don't even know who's there? Sometimes it's completely random. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like I tell them about them, they go, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a very sort of vivid experience for me. There's lots uh-huh. of stuff going on. And they go like, oh, interesting. I just felt a nice flutter in my heart. I feel like I just came home to myself. Yeah. I'm relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a call. Let's take that caller. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Yes. Hi, my name is Cheryl. And I was listening to your show today when you started to talk about... Um, the animals, um, Trisha, I got really excited because I have a little one that I just uh, got. Her name is Sophia, and she is so attached, and she's such a whiner. She she was a friend's dog, and I had no intentions of keeping her. She was supposed to be going to my brother's girlfriend, but she didn't want her, and um, she had just lost her dog, but she said it was too soon. But I'm just having issues, not connecting, because we're, we're connected, but I can't do anything or go anywhere. She whines. She's, oh. oh, my goodness. She just has so many issues. And I just found out that she was given to somebody just before she was given to me, but then they gave her back, mm-hmm. and I had no idea. So yeah. I think this little one's just been so traumatized, but I can't do anything. Yeah, she's just, she's trying, she's grounding still, she's, she's wondering if, if, you know, that she's going to be able to stick. My, the newest one to my family, a kitty, he had, he had some of that transitional time too. And she's young, Sophia is? No, you know, somebody said that she was six and then somebody said, no, she's like 11. Oh, goodness. But she looks young. Okay. She looks, she looks really young. I think that, you know, just give her some time. You can talk to, just talk to her out loud. By the way, I have to say, I forgot. I actually, the doors are open for registration for my animal communication program. It's a four-week program. So um, go check that out on my website. Yeah, yeah. It feels like, Cheryl, that you would, you might really love that program. Um, You can find it on my website, trishacarcharm.com. Just go to Healing Arts Academy Animal Communication. It's actually trishacarcharm.com slash animal hyphen communication. We actually start late July is when the program starts so you but in the meantime you can speak out loud to her and just can keep reassuring when you speak out loud to her feel very deeply i you know we are together forever i'm your forever home okay yeah and that'll that'll help uh, her she's just feeling that the sort of abandonment issues i would say jerone what do you think jerone 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 yeah you suck. You suck. I'm usually really good at it. Yarun, you have you have Kitty. You're very close with animals. Do you have any thoughts or feelings for Cheryl? I am not. Please like, help me. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what to say because I I'm not an animal. I, I don't. I'm not an animal communicator. No, but you're an animal lover. That's all right. I'm an animal lover. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just thinking about my own cat who Mm -hmm. I just moved to a new place and I just noticed how much of an influence that was on Mm -hmm. him. Um, Just changes in the external Mm -hmm. physical for him were very jarring. And he felt where he was very confident before he became a little bit more skittish and, Mm -hmm. you know, looking around a little scared. And it's it's taken quite a while. So I'm I'm actually giving him... um, flower essences to oh good yes yeah. thank you for mm. have you heard of have you heard of bach flower essences b-a-c-h like the composer yes. yeah yeah are you using those with sophia no 
rescue rescue remedy. And that's fantastic for any times where there's transition or anything that is stressful. It takes a little, I think you need to use it for a couple of weeks. You just do a couple of drops in the water. And that is a, a that's really helpful. I haven't been using them oh, lately. Yeah, yeah. They, so see, you that's perfect. Thank oh, you for I for, totally forgot about <laughs> the flower essences. Really to help her, um, just to start to support that. And should she call some dragons in to help with little Sophia? You think? Um, I mean, any help available? Yeah, right. if you talk to it, they'll come in and help you out. Yeah. And Cheryl, really? Absolutely. And, you know, she has her guides. You can also remind Sophia that she can connect with her guides because she may be feeling a little bit topsy-turvy right now. When I connect with animals and if they're having some issues or if they're younger animals, sometimes I have to remind them to build a relationship with their spirit guides. And they, they're aware of them much more than humans are. They don't have as much amnesia as we do, but they kind of still, but they, you know, they have their path of spiritual and, and mental and physical development just like we do as well. So if you want to remind Sophia that if she's feeling insecure, she can just spend time with her guides and go and do some meditation and soul work when you have to go somewhere else. And she'll be like, oh, that's a good idea. I bet you she would. <laughs> ah, I'm going to try that today. <laughs> yeah, and so you can just speak aloud to her if if that's easy. If that's easier for you, I tell people to either speak aloud if that helps you to focus on the feelings, or speak only in your mind if that helps you to focus on the feelings, so that the you know the auditory if that distracts you. But the important thing is feeling the resonance of what it is you want to communicate to her. So feeling peace, feeling stability, feeling family. All of that, I think she'll start to, and we have to, we also have to like kind of control our expectations that we put upon our animals because some, they take their own okay. pace, they take their own time. Hmm. But, you know, know that she'll be all right. She'll be all right. She'll figure it out. Oh. And thank you for taking care thank of her. Thank you. Yes, very, thank you very much. Well, thank you for calling in, Cheryl. I hope to talk to you again. And you have a great show. I just wanted to say you have a great show. And your guest, Jaron, that was so interesting today. So, uh, you know, I was listening and I was loving it. So now I've, I have to find my dragon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure he or she or it is right there. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks yes, for calling thank in. thank you. Hope to speak with you again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye-bye. I love animals. Oh, I yeah. know. Yeah, you and Kitty. Are, I got to meet Kitty. <laughs> yeah, That's my Kitty's, Kitty's special. Name. I just had him at my birthday party last night, yeah. and he was there. He's very comfortable in crowds. Oh, and, yeah? And people that had never met him was like, oh, my God, he's so special. He's like a little person, you know, and yeah, he's, he's a special little Kitty. How old is he? Um, probably around 10. I'm oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so beautiful. I he love taught him so me much. so much. Yes. Yeah, animals are such amazing teachers. It reminds me of, you know, Eckhart Tolle was one of my first... Um, the teachers, not not in person, by his books, and I just remember I had his audio book of uh, the Power of Now, mm-hmm. and I remember him saying because he's voice he voices the book and he says I've had two go- I've had I've had seven gurus in my life all of them cats yes. and I was like oh I love this man <laughs> <laughs> yes they are fantastic te- teachers of presence animals are yes and also for me about relationship to mm-hmm. the natural world yes. Yeah. To, I mean, when you connect with them and find out how mm, conscious they are and sentient, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, per, per extension, or how do you say that? Like every animal is. That's, I mean, he helped me become a vegan. Mm-hmm. I was vegetarian. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, my God, I love my cat so much. He's so special. Yeah. He's so sensitive. And how can I, you know, support any animal, mm-hmm. you know, or any person um, 
being exploited and being hurt right just for my food you know? absolutely yeah. well but i and you know the uh, plant life is important as well i'm sure you eat you yes. know very consciously that way is, yeah. uh, because you know plants i did a show not too long ago plants everything is alive everything yeah. is conscious Every, i mean to me there's conscious there's the word there's energy there's information yes and it is really important to be conscious of that as well because there are animals that are harmed when when Plants are farmed. If, if animals are like your grand, you know, have a greater affinity to animals, which there's nothing wrong with that than plants, and that's kind of normal because they are more similar to us. But it is important if if you are um, vegan because of how you want to pay attention to how animals are treated. It's important to pay attention to the plants as well totally. because if they're treated poorly, then the whole ecosystem and any animals in that area will be treated poorly. Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are part of our environment. Yes. We're, we are it. We're we are nature. It. Yes. So mm-hmm. the mo- I find the more that I got into a relationship with myself, the more mm-hmm. I was able to be in relationship with my environment. Mm-hmm. And there was more communication happening. I was more aware of the communication. So, yes. I mean, it's the same with plant life and like any places around us where there is destruction, exploitation, um, yeah, I don't want to support it. Right. And because, well, it messes with your own energy and your own clarity. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. also, we're all expressions of source. Everything mm-hmm. is. So, um, yeah, it just feels like going against my own nature to, it is, exactly. to do that. Yeah, it's harming yourself. And I remember even before my awakening, it always confused me how, let's say, the, the, the large companies and the CEOs or whatever who are making grillions of dollars while their employees are sort of living almost in poverty or in the poverty line. And I just didn't understand that. I was like, if you have all the money in the world and then no one else has it, that's where you live, though. You see, it just does not even, it's not logical. (laughs) I don't understand. You know, you want it to to have a, but I guess it's just such unconsciousness that they're not really even feeling that. And we just kind of walk around naturally understanding that. Right. But it's our job. to. It was baffling to me. Yeah. That wasn't very clear to people. Yeah. Like, it's not sustainable. Right. Yeah. It's not sustainable because you have to live here. Right. Yeah. What are you going to breathe? What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? Yes. Right. Or if you're living in your castle and you leave your castle at all and there are people dying on the street outside of your castle, you know, to paint a horrible picture, it just doesn't make any sense. You don't live in a happy space then. Right. And where's the food going to come from? Where's the, Yeah, exactly. Right. And But, you know, the thing is to be able to recognize that and then move beyond it and realize, well, isn't it sad for that person who's that unconscious? And the reason we're that conscious is to be able to help them to to hold that frequency so they can learn so that their hearts can be changed as well. Yes. And so that's why I think it's very important for all of us to step into our own authenticity so that we disengage from the messages that we've absorbed about what it means to be a man or a woman or to be white or to be black, to be Asian. Um, but instead to look at our, or what kind of gender we should be mm-hmm. and instead to look at our own experience like who are we within all those messages yes. and to disengage and so because when we have more access to ourselves we are expressing more of source on the planet mm-hmm. and I think that's what we're here for absolutely and so we can be um, voices for good and creativity mm-hmm. and imagination mm-hmm. rather than to buy into these destructive systems that have been around yes and the way that we actually help to change those destructive systems is by loving absolutely every single person because you know when people are feeling special and harmed as being a very sensitive person yourself it's very difficult as a sensitive person to to stay in you have to you have to make a certain effort to stay in the love of it yes and not to just feel the darkness of it and to be in the pain of it because that actually doesn't that doesn't change it to be in the pain, to vibrate to the pain of it and to identify it to the pain, you actually have to rise above it and love even if someone is 
in oppressing and harming others, you have to love them in order to help them to change. Right. We're all part of the same system. Yes. Yeah. So I... You know, it's, I think it's hard to not go into sort of a, a spiritual bypass about that stuff. So, of course. No, yeah. that's a very good point. We, we don't just say, well, just love and light. No, you, right. f- you feel through the feelings. You don't, you don't abandon the feelings and ignore them. You have to feel, you have to transmute. The way through is, is, is in. Right, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's two ways. I think that it's two ways. So we have to acknowledge the destructive systems that are in place right mm-hmm. now. You know, the, the way that the food system is being treated, mm-hmm. um, the white supremacist mm-hmm. ten- tendencies of our country, mm-hmm. um, how we deal with immigrants, um, how we have been dealing with women, with mm-hmm. gay people. Um, so it's to be aware of all those systems and mm-hmm. to find your own truth within them and to yeah. say, hey, you know, I might have been buying into all of th- some of these things just unconsciously, but it's not the truth of who I am. Right. And so that's why I think it's important to, well, this brings me back to, your, to the second part of it. It starts with yourself. So mm-hmm. it starts with loving all the parts of yourself so mm-hmm. you in turn can have more compassion for others. Yes. Because, and you do actually have to, when you recognize that, there, there's, there's some detoxing to do. For sure. In, in the spiritual and the energetic bodies, yeah. uh, in the mind. Yeah. Because, if, because you don't realize that you've been unconsciously supporting systematic oppression yes. in different ways. Exactly. And to have your compassion for yourself, to heal yourself for that. Not to judge yourself for it. Right. But also to not to just bypass it yeah it, it's it's challenging yeah to know that you have been that you are love but that you have been raised in a place that wasn't all love right. and that you've you know certain tendencies were seated inside of you mm-hmm. for a specific purpose but that you can um transform through it and yes. and be more present for who you are and one thing that is coming up for me to remind people because um sometimes p- folks are afraid to do some healing some inner healing because they feel like they're going to go in there and be re-injured by darkness whether it's something they've experienced that happened to them or something about themselves that is you know shadow Mm -hmm. but the truth is you're already there you already have that injury so you're not going to re-injure yourself if you go in there with love and compassion with spirit and you know as a i think it's because there was some kind of in the 60s and 70s there was some uh, clinical therapy where they actually did just sort of wallow around in a lot of pain and stay right. in the <laughs> pain vibration. Right. But that's not what happens in the spiritual exploration of it. It's very gentle and, and, and you know, the space is held in a loving way. And it's very customized to yes. who you are. So a, a lot of people are afraid of it because they have seen other people go through processes that to them were scary or harm, harmful, yes. but it was just right for that person at the time. Sure. So what I find is that, you know, if clients were to go back to a place where they, um, like if I clients come in and they wanted to figure out what happened to them, they knew they had been abused sexually in, mm-hmm. in the past and mm-hmm. um, in the current life, and they wanted to see what went down. Mm-hmm. And so when that first started happening, I was scared. I didn't want them to be yeah. re-traumatized. But sure. I found out that their higher self actually in that one incident, it, it took them to that place. Mm-hmm. I told her, you know, I, I, I can't say that's, that's where we're going to go. But if that were to happen, you know, yeah. let's take it very, very slow. But I found out that a person's higher self knows exactly what they're doing. Right. So it will give them the exact bits of information that will help them make the connections without having to go through the whole traumatic experience. That's such an path of you to be like no don't do it <laughs> oh hell no yeah yeah <laughs> not the high yeah. functioning one the lower functioning empath that's like no yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay because yeah. it comes from integrity the reason that you you know want to protect them oh yeah you know, we just of have course. to become even more empowered when that shows up yeah i've gone through some very dark and scary places in my own uh, development and it was 
you know, looking back, it was necessary. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was what I could handle, but it was mm-hmm. daunting at, at times. And so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm careful with people. We are almost out of time. So let's let folks know how, again, how they can get in touch with you. And I would love for you to come on again. Are you going to come on some more? I would love to. We have this so much, fun. too much to talk about. Right. And you, you're local. It's so fun to have you in studio. Yeah. You have a book here that you were featured in. Yes. Oh yeah. So show um, that to I just the wanted to show audience. it to people because yeah. this book is very good. Um, way into this material um it's called the, the boy who knew too much is one of my clients she wrote this book um it's about her son who in a past life was Lou Gehrig and so she describes her journey with you know believing her son and loving her son and figuring out what was going on and so she came to see me and she found out that she was his mom in a past life and so she unearthed wow. that lifetime with lots of details about their life together and she actually went to still living descendants and relatives of the Gehrig family and she fact-checked all the all the information oh, cool. for accuracy and then wrote a book about it. It's and gonna... you worked with her in uncovering some of this? Yeah, so yeah. Um, her, the regressions that I did with her are yeah. in this book. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So for the listening audience, The Boy Who Knew Too Much by Kathy Bird. Kathy B- Bird, yeah. B- that's a Y, Bird with a Y? B-Y-R-D. Yeah. Okay. Wow, oh, I can't wait to pick that up. That's amazing. So and your website, let folks know your website. And... So yeah, it's um, source-energy-therapy.com. Uh, my Instagram is my first name Yerun and then is love is my affirmation um, that's it yeah. well and you are going to start your own uh, channel right we're going to get some videos up there because you have so much to share I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is a challenge challenge yes <laughs> 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 Did I do that to someone else recently? <laughs> Didn't I challenge them on the air? <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's lots of I mean there's so much interesting stuff that happens mm-hmm. during sessions. We haven't even gotten into that, yeah. you know, like all the different experiences that people have, but it would be great to share about it to to give people an idea about the different realms that are happening inside of them and yes. outside of them. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much again, everyone. Yorun DeWitt. Ah, I did it. You did it. I did Yay. it really well. <laughs> thank you so much for being in studio today. And I just want to remind you guys again about my mentoring that is open. If you're interested in working with me, trishacarcharm.com slash mentoring. And my animal communication class registration is open as of just yesterday. So that is trishacarcharm.com slash animal hyphen communication. And, um, you know, I would love it if you guys would, if you go to the podcast version to like, subscribe, share, comment, review, whatever it is, or if you would go to my YouTube channel where there, in both spaces, there are different kinds of offerings in addition to the Charmed Life show. So that is Trisha Carr, no, excuse me, youtube.com slash Trisha Carr. And Jarvis is playing a song for us. <laughs> That's all right. He wanted to give us you a little taste of my YouTube channel. <laughs> And by the way, my husband composes all of the music for Charmed Life and everything that's on my channel oh. and everything that goes in my meditations. I'm actually releasing a lot of meditations. So um, uh, thanks again for being on the show, Yarun. Thank and you for having me. I hope that we get to c- connect here again. I hope so too. Thank you, Jarvis. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Oh.